to Eternal Love of Spirit podcast with me, Laura Rubio. Stay tuned to learn all about the afterlife, mediumship and different types of healing modalities. You will meet some of today's finest mediums and healers who are leaving the world a little better with their contributions to the field of intuitive arts. I extend you a warm welcome and I thank you for being here. Hello and welcome. Hi Shelley. Hi Laura. So glad you're on with me today. Thank you for being here. I just want to give you an introduction. Today we have Shelley Burke. Shelley is a psychic medium from Belfast, Northern Ireland. She is offering readings, healings. She does spirit art and orographs and she does many other things like fairs and she does um demonstrations and she's she's very much in the world of mediumship and she's a very good medium and so I just want to say welcome I'm so glad you're here Shelley thanks for being here thanks so much Laura for the for the invitation you're welcome and so you're from Belfast did you always grow up in Belfast is that where you were born no um I was actually born in Manchester um and my family are from Northern Ireland so right. when I was about four, I moved back here with my with my mum. Um, so that's so we're actually not even born here. I didn't <laughs> know that. Wow, well, you were born in Manchester. That's Manchester, just... England. Yes, it was indeed. Wow. Yeah. And do you remember Manchester? I do. Yeah, I do indeed. I remember quite a bit about it, to be honest. And is your mum, is she from Northern Ireland or is she from Manchester? Yes. No, she's from here. She's from Northern Ireland. My family are. Northern Ireland, yeah, in Belfast. She would call this home, you know. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it's my home now too. But I was born in 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 Manchester, so there you go. (laughs) I suppose you know back then there was loads of Irish people who immigrated to England, so that's kind of common. Yes, they have. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They had their kids there. Uh So then you grew up in Belfast from four on, and what was that like? Um, it was interesting. Um, if we're going to get into my early childhood, we'll probably have another ten podcasts. <laughs> um, my 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 background, um, to be honest, could be could be seen as being very different. It was full of um quite adverse traumatic events. Um, my mum was in England because she had run away from an abusive marriage. You know, um, there, there's a lot of trauma in my family, so there right. there was. Um, and so, you know, so you can guess, you know, you can guess, but it was, it was different. You know, we all, we all have, we all have things that's happened in our life, you know, but like I said, if, um, if you, if you wanted, it it would probably be about another 10 podcasts for just, (laughs) just Just the early background. Yeah. So when then, when you were a child and you had all these traumatic things going on, did you have any spiritual inclination or were you just a regular kid? No, well, you see, whenever you are in those kind of environments, it's very natural for children to be highly attuned to their environments. Um, your nervous system becomes, you know, you're constantly monitoring the emotions of people. You're constantly aware of their intentions or how they're interacting with you so you know as as a child whenever you're you're coming through trauma you are naturally more sensitive to balance equilibrium in the house 
you know to, to try and yes. keep you know parents happy and whatnot and so so for me I I, I was mostly um living on instincts always yeah. living on instincts always living on intuition you had to very much think on your feet you know so yes. it, it was constantly you know um sensitive sensitized to your environment because you you know you didn't know what was going to happen next you know yeah. um and that, that is like a safety mechanism absolutely it is indeed um whenever you're going through traumatic events your motor your mirror neurons are turned around the opposite way which gives you extreme empathy so it does so it makes you naturally more sensitive um to your environment you know wow. you so, know yeah. i've heard that yeah i've heard that a lot lately um the word empath and a lot of people are calling themselves empath and then when you really dig into that a lot of that does come from people having to be attuned to their environment for their own safety 100 percent. it is um it's a defense mechanism to protect yourself so it is Yeah. yeah so you you um and it usually does come through severe adverse events in your life you know well, Shelley, you know, I think this is really helpful to talk about because you're not alone in this. Lots of people oh, no, are, not at all. Absolutely. are going through this 100%. and have gone yeah. through this. And then when you hear someone else talk about it who've come through it and are on the other side of it, it can be quite uplifting. Yeah. And for them to realize that, oh, you know, I can get out of this and I can get through this and I can be okay. 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm all about. To be honest with you, because, you know, you know, people tell you, you know, whenever you go through anxiety or depression and things like this and in your adult life, because of the adverse events in childhood, they tell you, you know, no, this is you for life. You've got it for life. That's you. You know, absolutely not. No, there is uh, there is hope. There's upliftment. You know, you, you can get back on your feet again. Do you know, so absolutely. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, And who um, knows what those events are actually, you know, guiding you to. <laughs> as well because you know here I am <laughs> yeah so you never thought oh when I grow up I'm going to be a medium or I'm no going to absolutely be a not. Or a spread no, artist. No. not at all no I did not not I at all I didn't even know what a medium was honestly um my my early memories to do with things like this would be um me and my mum would be very telepathic so and a lot of children are with their mothers. They're very highly attuned emotionally to their mums, to their parents. And then my mum would be able to, you know, finish each other's sentences, read each other's minds. When I was coming home from school and stuff, I would be able to know how she was feeling or where she was or what she was doing, you know. So mm-hmm. um and then whenever I was about I think it was about eight or nine, I was then to say my mum on the sofa and um, I had my eyes closed and I started, you know, seeing what I usually saw whenever I'd closed my eyes, seen lots of things. Um, and I started to mention to her, you know, what, what I was seeing, what I was experiencing. She was like, what? How, how would you know all that? I have never told you these things before, you know. Um, and my mum would verify this with you, you know, because she remembers so clearly the things that I was able to say, family members that I didn't even hear of or know about. And I completely get where, you know, fans would maybe think, you know, well, they could bring in a bit of skepticism into that and say, you know, well, I was tuned into my mum's subconscious or, you know, you know, picking up on on just her own psychic debris, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no way, you know, as a child, I was only eight or nine. Um, children are very, 
you know, in tune anyway. Yeah, I totally agree. Children are very in tune. And as I always say, I've worked with children for over 20 years. And I have so many stories of, you know, children being psychic, basically, and saying, like, you know, oh, I feel mum's going to come home. And then the mum pulls in the driveway, you know, and there is no, and it's like, you know, two hours before mum's supposed to get home. But they're just um, naturally intuitive and then naturally in tune as you say usually with the mother and usually with the people in their own environment so that sounds like almost like you had a lot of natural ability and it was starting to yeah show when you were a child wasn't it yeah there was um there was times that yeah did you ever see whenever you're having a conversation with someone and you know there, there there would have been things that I couldn't have possibly known that would have committed my mouth Right. That was way beyond my ears. That, you know, even it was kind of like philosophical advice that I was given to people when I was a child. Wow. You know, um, like uh, metaphors and you know how to deal with adult adult things as a child. You know like that to, I would to beyond I, your years. Where yeah, you know, I mean, I am. I have never been academic by no means of imagination or anything like that. But there was things that I knew and was saying from a very early age that. I look back on myself and my mum will say them to me still, you know, do you remember that time whenever you were you said this? And I was like, yeah, actually, you know, you sound a bit like, you know, was Sigmund Freud whenever I was like 11. <laughs> you know, it's like we're coming off or God knows. Uh-huh. Um, well, like an old I, soul. I, I, well, I don't know what age my soul is, but um, yeah, the so I did not know about what the psychic or mediums were whenever I was younger. Um, mm. The only thing that I obviously know now as an adult was that my sister had tarot cards. Um, the first time that I had any experience of, of, of mediumship, and this is just in my earlier years, I was 19, but I still didn't, didn't even know psychics and mediums existed. It was very much in the dark back then. You know, it wasn't talked about. It wasn't really spoke about. Um, uh, we, me and my, my sister was leaving a job. She was between careers at the time. And we had went out for dinner this night because she was having a bit of a leaving day. And mm-hmm. um, it was towards the end of the evening anyway, and we were going out to arrange our taxis home. And I was a smoker at the time. So I was standing outside having a wee puff. And a girl came up to me and she said, um, can I have a light from a cigarette? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I just looked at her and I said, your daddy's passed, hasn't he? And she looked at me and I was like, and she was like, yeah. And then I looked up at the sky and I looked back at her and I said, all I said to her was you have to go on your own. Right. And she looked at me and she burst out crying and she threw her arms around me and she was like, how did you know that? She said, I have been contemplating going to my dad's grave and I wasn't sure if I should bring my mum or not. And she was like, you you must be one of these psychics or something like that. And I laughed it off. I was like, what is one of them? (laughs) And I jumped into my taxi and I said to my sister, I have a girl just that, you know, I told her the story of what just happened. And um, so, yeah. And, you know, and even after that, whenever I got home, I thought nothing more of it. You know, it, back then I lived in a very like goldfish bowl mentality, you know, every 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, so I completely <laughs> forgot about it. It was a way I had kids and stuff at the time and, you know, I was just a busy young mum. Um, yeah. 
you know so you know but, but absolutely you know, in my childhood there was like lots of you know virtual experiences lots of psychic intuition stuff that you know never thought about until I was older yeah so I made the mistake of thinking everybody was like this everybody you know knows how people are feeling everybody knows um can see those people everyone knows you know I, I thought everybody did so well that sounds like um spirit almost dangling a carrot in front of you that night and saying look Michelle this is what's possible and you can do this oh yeah I guess you know so from there how did you start getting more into it or did the opportunities just kind of come to you no so that was when I was 19 Mm -hmm. okay um nothing I mean not nothing there was few wee things I would have heard like voices in my ear when before I went to sleep at night stuff um during that time I went through um an abusive relationship um and managed to get myself out of that um with the help of obviously spirit but didn't you know didn't know at the time um so then um it wasn't until my children were starting primary school um actually um I had two children that were due to be starting primary school and back I'm sure you know in Northern Ireland there was a lot of troubles mm-hmm. you know there was a lot of troubles there was gangs you know um well whenever my children were due to be starting school we Belfast in particular was starting to become more accepting and more integrated you know there wasn't as much trouble there wasn't you know people were starting to open their minds a wee bit more people were you know um intermingling with each other's side I feel like yeah um and so um I was like that's brilliant I love that you know so I decided to put my kids into um an integrated school which was don't do any religion they learn all about the world around them um and um they learn about Hinduism Buddhism things like that so you know that was brilliant for me because that's what I'm all about um and then I was sitting one night with my partner my new partner the partner that well he's not new now he's quite old 17 years ago (laughs) (laughs) this is making me feel old (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 17, <laughs> 17 years ago uh, Michelle that's almost two decades ago you can say now <laughs> Laura I blame you <laughs> I felt young and still started this podcast <laughs> um, so anyway we were sitting one night and um, I said to him you know the kids don't do any sort of religion or anything like that but I would really like a faith or something for them you know something you know that they can believe in something that um so we talked about um maybe going to like a gospel church or a you know happy classy you know place where um you know where it's fun and vibrant and you still have a faith and you, you pray and stuff um and that was whenever I was about I think it was about 21 22 um and he was like yeah that sounds good but Life took a turn of events and I started to notice um, Facebook had just came about as well. This is how long we're going, right? It had not long came about. Um, and I started to, to notice, you know, we think popping up about psychic ability, about mediumship, about spiritualism, um, things like that. 
and so I started to join a few wee groups on Facebook and got a wee pull for it. Um, started to do readings in wee groups, and I was like, oh my god, you know, actually, you know, they were quite accurate as well, and I was very, very surprised. Um, <clears throat> do you know? So that was this that that was the start, Laura. The start. Um, it. and then what happened was one day I was sitting, I was um looking at my phone, and on my phone was um I sorry I wasn't looking at my phone, I just looked down at my phone, and my screensaver was a picture of my youngest child and her daddy. And when I looked at that photograph, I got a real sickly feeling in my stomach followed by like a flash of intuition in my mind of a car accident and I was like what on earth um and so I went to a partner and I said like I don't know if it's intuition because I've been doing you know wee readings online or what but can you be careful driving the next wee while because I just have this bad feeling I've had this vision in my mind um you know so I discussed it with him and I just said you know don't be worrying about it though and my youngest she was about two at the time and she she um was at the stage where you know where they're wriggling out of their car seat and they're trying to Mm -hmm. you know take their straps off and stuff like that um and um I was like you know I I don't know what it is I just said to him I don't know if it's going to happen or not or if anything like that just just keep an eye on the child and yourself when you're driving so yeah, absolutely. Two days later, he dropped. He dropped me off. Um, at a, at a wee. Um, I think it was a wee meeting. I was going to an appointment. And um, a driver on the wrong side of the road. Um, came up the side of the road, and um, he had my partner had to mount the curb to get out of the road. Um, you know, and he said, you know, love only you taught me. Maybe I, you know, wouldn't have been paying attention. And so I said to him, do you know what? I can't do this. This is not for me um, because I can't deal with that. I absolutely love my family. I don't want to know when things are going to happen to them, you know. Um, so I and I was just like, no, no more. I am not doing this. It's not for me. It's not my cup of tea. And I and he says, he says, you know, you're right. If it's scaring you or it's too much for you, then, you know, what's for you won't go past you is what he said. And so um, that was it. I went to bed, completely forgot I ever did it. Didn't look at another group. Um, that was for about a year. It was about for about a year and a half. Um, during that time, though, which is even stranger, I started making um, wee things like memorial candles and memorial items. I started to get creative. Um, so I did. I don't know where it came out of nowhere. I was just like, oh, I really want to. You know, that's a lovely idea, you know. At the same time, I was um I was a I was a trained holistic therapist. I was a, a beauty therapist and a holistic therapist, and I also done nails and stuff and beauty, you know, eyebrows, tan stuff like that. But I'd never did it because you know um I I believed in you know giving women all these things to make them beautiful. I don't I don't. It was to help people to feel good and feel better about themselves. And so whenever I started to make all the wee memorial stuff, it was always to do with, you know, helping people to cope with grief, you know? And so um, I was still very much, you know, not doing readings or anything. I just completely shut up shop. I was just like, no. Um, and then a year and a half later, um, it was about a year later, my um, my mum's partner, he passed away. 
um, he passed away. Um, and so I was starting to help my mum to overcome her grief, you know, and my own grief too, obviously. Yeah. Um, and she was starting to go to mediums and things like that. So she was, and I was obviously the driver, you know, <laughs> me and my partner would drive her because obviously, you know, um, we were interested as well, you know, um, and she was she was getting very interested in um, hearing from him or wanting to know that he had crossed over okay and, you know, going through grief as you do. Um, so, yeah, so we were, we were starting to do that. Um, and then one day she'd turn around um, and she'd say to me, there's this wee workshop on for um, learning about angels. And I was like, okay, so apparently, you know, you know, see whenever my mom was going through grief, I had done anything for, you know, go with her um, and stuff like that. Um, and she was like, yeah, so there's this workshop on, it's to do with archangels, your guardian angels, meeting your angels, stuff like this here. It's all apparently to do with the angels. And the day came of the workshop and my mum wasn't well. But she'd already, she'd already paid for, you know, our deposits and stuff. I know um, where this is going. Yeah, so so anyway, um, I was like, like, this is going to get me. It was a Saturday. I'll never forget. It was a Saturday, and I was like, this get me away from the kids for a wee while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, and I'm going to have this wee, this wee day out <laughs> to myself. <laughs> right? So <laughs> Girls like, say. Ev- every mother understands what I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was like, and, um so I was like I'm gonna go anyway whether my mum can't make it or not and see what it's all about and when I got there um it wasn't actually about angels at all it was nothing to do with angels I didn't learn a single thing about angels that day it was all to do with mediumship and psychic ability (laughs) so yeah so I was like, what on earth? <laughs> How does that even happen? Yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, wow. So, it was like spirit needed you to be there and they just made it happen. Because yeah. if it had have been on mediumship, would you have went? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I pro- Because I remember about a year, a year and a half before that I had wee experiences with you know clairvoyance and stuff that that frightened me and right so I was in like very much in the process of just being like no I you know definitely not for me I don't think if I'd have known that it was about psychic and mediumship I don't think I'd have went I'd have been like no (laughs) I probably would have went you know with my mum for herself but I think if it had a came the way the circumstances arrived you know um, my mum not going. I don't think I would have went on my own. I would have been like, right. no, sure, I've stopped doing that, you know, because yeah. I was a very stick to your boundaries kind of girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know? Wow. Um, so, did you enjoy that workshop? I did, yeah. I did indeed, yeah. And um, then you kept. Yeah, on I did. Going. I did. Yeah, I did. I. It was a one-off workshop. Um. And then. I was like, you just got, I just, I don't know, it just sparked more of like this, this, this hunger in me again. And I went home and my partner turned around and he says, when I got back and once he, he was the driver, 
I drove too, don't get me wrong. It's just the way that it operates in my family. But he came to pick me up from the workshop and he says, no, I haven't seen you look that alone or happy in a long time. Do you know? Wow. And he was like, you know, I don't know what it is. Because he, he, I don't know, he's quite in tune himself as well. He'll deny it to the hill. <laughs> he's, he, pushes, he, pushes, he pushes it all onto me. It's like, no, no, it's not me, it's you. Um, but he but he says, um, he says, I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to encourage you to, to you know, go with us as well. And I was like, okay. So that then, is so good to have a man who, like, supports you in this work. Oh yeah, to have that is really nice, you know. Someone to say, "Oh yeah, go go on ahead and do this." Yeah, lovely. Yeah, well, I mean, he, you know, we're like best friends, aren't we? You know, he he has his he he loves druidry, and he now this is only ever since I started this journey. You know, yep. he wouldn't wouldn't have been into stuff like that. He was a very big TV watcher and PlayStation player. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, whereas now he's into he's into druidry and astrology and history and theology, you know. So wow. we, you know, we have lots of good big deep topics conversation in this house and psychology and everything to do with the mind and <laughs> spiritual. That's really, that's that's amazing. And it was almost like he was brought onto his path at the same time or around the same time as you. Um. He's not necessarily no. His he's started to get more into the astrology and druidry in the last like two three years more. Uh-huh. I think you oh, know. So it's been a while. Yeah, but he would be. He would have been very supportive if you know he would have came along to demonstrations with me, or okay. you know he helped me. You know he helped me to clean the house when people are coming for readings. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, and so how was that then? Because I know you've talked about your kids and stuff. How was it trying to develop and go to classes and just to be on this new path when you're a mum to young kids? Was that a struggle? Absolutely. Um, mainly, you know, and so I then went on to do a tarot course. Um, I went on to learn about tarot and, you know, the thirst was really big. So, you know, the thirst for wanting to know everything. Yeah. Um, and then I got invited into a closed circle and I was in that for about seven or eight years. But by hook or by crook, I went every week, whether I was sick, whether the kids needed minded or anything, you know. Um, it wasn't hard trying to manage that part of the actually me physically getting there. Mm-hmm. What was hard was the deepening sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So I would be getting more and more and more sensitive to the environments and more and more sensitive to, you know, obviously the emotional needs and and you know, wants and, and stuff like that. And children come with a lot of emotions, <laughs> you yes. know. I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, children come with a lot of um, emotional needs and yes. um, they psychologically project at us, you know, mm-hmm. as mothers to respond to those needs. And so learning how to cope with that um, was quite difficult, you know, yeah. Um, it, because it, it, it heightens your sensitivity even more you know yeah it does you know John Um, Holland is a a, a medium I think he's from New Hampshire and I always remember him saying the price of sensitivity is sensitivity meaning the price of your psychic sensitivity is your own emotional sensitivity yeah and that is just so true it really is and you know I've heard it say said before too you know don't become like a victim to your sensitivity because you, you can and that can absolutely happen you know I've noticed over the years I used to be a real real social butterfly and now I'm kind of like <laughs> no <laughs> do you know um you, uh-huh. <laughs> I just kind of keep me on week account 
Uh, and even, you know, I don't really go on social media as much because the sensitivity, you know, you know, you are literally feeling and reading people's psychic projections, you know, you're, you're, you can feel their stuff. Um, but as a mum, yes, it, it can be difficult. It, it, it was actually one of the things that I had had a chat with a, a very good medium friend of mine um, about because, you know, you can see and sense things about your kids and you know things maybe that they're going through um or you know things happening which you've learned how to cope and deal with um you know and and learning to cope with the reality of life that this physical reality is impermanent you know um it's it's learning to deal whereas whenever you're back there and you know you're very egotistical and you're very you know excited all into your you know whatever um mm-hmm. your material and you're all into you know looking nice and losing weight and all these you know band cars and band houses and you're when you're in there you don't think about reality you don't think about the reality of you know these people about me and am, am I caring about them am I looking after them well or you know that because you know physical reality it's it's not permanent you know and so it really requires a lot of soul searching and being a woman doing that, you know, um, yeah, it can be, it can be a uh, deep. I find it hard when, you know, I have a teenager like you do. And so they come home and you, you know, something's wrong. Like mm-hmm. you just know the whole room might not read it, but you as their mother know and they don't want to talk about it and you know you can help them so it's like it's not crossing that boundary either right yeah it's not because you have that extra sensory you gotta respect it yeah absolutely absolutely true yeah there is there is that element as well where um they they don't want to talk and you do know yeah absolutely there's (laughs) there's nothing no fiber in your being that's like no something's not up you just know and it is about you know respecting them as individuals and learning to um, see your children as individuals as well you know see them as, as people as human beings with their own thoughts and feelings and their own lives to live you know that you're not going to be there 24 7 and they are going to have to learn how to cope with things you know because sometimes we can you know we can do too much especially as empaths especially as sensitives you know you can you can there's a big faculty of that that's you know rescuing people or wanting feeling the need yeah. you know feeling feeling other people's grief and wanting to the comfort them you know but Absolutely. you have to learn how to re- literally really rein that in and um have boundaries you know for other people and you know respect the fact that they don't want to maybe deal with those things or or look at those things you know yes. or or talk about them even hundred mm-hmm. percent Laura um but feeling it you you can still feel it in the house you can still <laughs> feel it I know I think you know my kids must be the most well protected kids as in every day they go out the door I'm big in the spirit world please protect them have their angels come around like it's Absolutely. just so I use the spirit world and I you know call on them for help and support yeah and, absolutely you know, the, the only thing, and I don't want anything, I'm not a material really person or anything like that, but that is the only thing that I ask for, ever. The only thing that I ask for is please look after my kids, that is it. That's yeah. all I ever pray for. And or, well, it's not all I ever pray for. I pray for other people and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's all I, really, me. That's my want. Um, yeah. But th- there does be flashes of insight. Like my daughter, my 19-year-old, she 
she was going out skateboarding one day with her, her wee boyfriend at the time. Now this was about two years ago. And before she left, I saw um I saw her coming back with an injury. Um <sighs> and I never say it because, you know <laughs> Well she did, she ended up at A and E. Do you know? There Emergency is things room. that are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's things that's gonna happen. You know, life has I to you know, life happens, life has to happen, it does happen, you know. Um there is you know, sometimes spirit will give you insight, you know, but they'll not give you everything. I have another wee story here for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um all ears. All ears. We were going to um it's probably one of the most bizarre things that's happened to me, I have to be honest. Um, I had just picked my kids up from school um, whenever they were in primary school and we were going around to my mum's house and my mum was actually in the car with me because we were out doing a bit of shopping we'd pick the kids up from school and going back to my mum's so I got out of my mum's car or out of my car and was locking the door and I just picked up this guy and I said mum do you ever do you ever feel like something's going to happen and you don't know what it is and she's like, yeah, sometimes get that feeling. And then said nothing of it the rest of the day. Um, went into my mum's, just enjoyed the rest of our day. Um, then we, I went home because I had to do nails that night. I had we planned in for nails and was going to, to their house to do nails. And once I'd finished up doing my nails, was had to drive home again, you know, to my own house, obviously. Um and on my way home I just like I just felt terrified I was driving down the road I was like really scared I felt like as if somebody was in the back seat with me I was like oh my god what is this it was like belting it that you know I was doing probably about 40 in the 30 zone you know getting trying trying to get home because it was just this overcoming this feeling of of fear of terror and I was like I was never so glad to see my street you know whenever it pulled in it turned in my street drove down the street to pull up outside my house and I was like thank god and then the next thing my whole electrics in my car went off like all my electrics my doors you know like a, as if like there was a surge of energy that went through the car mm-hmm. um my window wipers went my lights went on and off like I just took the key out of the car and I was like oh my god I was I have goosebumps now talking about it I just was overcome with all these goosebumps I'd went into the house I went into my house and I was like they my partner's name is Dave. It's just Dave, you know, the car just done something really funny there. And I had my phone in my hand and the next thing my phone started to ring. It was my my two eldest kids' daddy. It says like we've been in a bad car accident. Oh, wow. Um there was a drunk driver coming up the wrong side of the road. Um he had crashed head into us. Can you get down here? And so I oh, lifted my, my so I had lifted my youngest and my my youngest was <laughs> this was like about half nine at night by the way. She was running about in her nappy, literally just her nappy, and I lifted her, put her house coat on, and she was straight in the car, and away I went again down the road, because it wasn't far from where I lived, you know. Right. But those, you know, sometimes you'll get intuitive insights, but you won't get really any information. You'll just have this feeling, do you know? Yeah. You know, and, you know, people can say it's coincidence that the car went off at the exact same time they were in an impact, you know. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's you know you can't say anything factual because you know. But you can't prove it. But it is really no, bizarre. I've had lots of experiences, lots of interesting things 
happen that way you know that maybe I'm just trying to make something of it so that it feels better to me but I I don't think so there was no way um but it's uh sounds like even if that was like an intuitive hit you weren't shown what it was because you probably couldn't have done anything to change the outcome you know and so this is what I'm saying to you is being a parent and you know having to cope with the effects of intuition or you know um sometimes you'll you'll get wee bits and pieces that you you have to ignore you do mm-hmm. you know you know nothing sinister or serious gonna happen like you know the, the daughter falling off her skateboard and ending up in any you know mm-hmm. things life is gonna happen you know and if I had have known that they were going to be in that a car accident that day you know I'd have been a bag of nerves I wouldn't leave my house yeah. you know That's so right. it's been it has been, you know, learning to deal with, um, yeah, learning to deal with feelings and learning to deal with intuition, you know. Absolutely. Um, and so, so I, you know, I put a block on my mind. I'm like, I don't want to know stuff like that, you know. <laughs> you have to because, you know, you'd end up in a mental hospital because of oh, absolutely. the worry and the anxiety and, you know, absolutely. it just wouldn't be because good. Because it's people, people that you love, you know, your children, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know about you, but like um, your children are like your life. They really, really your are. Life. And Absolutely. um, not just your children, the people around you that you love. You know, you don't don't want to be seeing anything. You know, I obviously people will say foreseen, forewarned, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you know, you you're not in charge of that. <laughs> you know, you're not in charge of that person's life. That's you it. Know? You're not. So you can't. Um. So you kind of have to soul search in yourself and, and learn to accept the nature of reality. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I love that nature of reality. And so you sound very psychic, very psychic. I've seen your mediumship. I know your mediumship is wonderful. So has it kind of evolved in, into anything else? Evolved into anything else. I've done a bit of everything. I've done a bit of some, um, you know, trance work. I've done a bit of healing work, and you know, uh, inspirational speaking. I've done. Um, I mostly I I have notebooks upon notebooks of write. Do you writing? I do inspired writing all the time. Um, things will just come through, you know. Um, and you just write. Yeah. Um, virtual art as well. It has. If you'd have asked me years ago, was I creative? I'd have been like, no, I'm not creative. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Um, but it, yeah, it evolved into so doing. Can you just art. explain to us what spirit or spiritual art is? Spiritual art, um, it depends on what the person's looking for. So if they're looking for a mediumistic portrait, that can be a portrait of their past or loved ones who I would perceive in my mind. Right. Or you can have an orograph, which is um, it's it's literally um, it's literally a psychic reading, but on paper. But you're drawing the the symbols that you would perceive. You you're drawing and interpreting the the symbolic metaphors that would come through. So, I would sit and I would ask Bird, okay, well, can I have a symbol for maybe what this person, or not even, can I have a symbol? I'm not asking them for anything. And allowing the spirit world to, to, to give me an image in my mind of of what needs to be drawn and then I'll draw it and then interpret it and what that feels like and what that means and it's the same with the likes of like um a, 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 I, what I used to do and I haven't done so much anymore because they're very time consuming was like 
soul portraits, um, which is like a painting. Um, and I would be guided again from spirit with with symbols. I would sit in like um just a wee, you know, sit in the par and we meditative state and I would ask, you know, to be guided for um you know, any some symbols or anything that this person might need or you know, so it's a bit of a reading as well. They're very time consuming. So any any form of the 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 psychic art and stuff would be quite time consuming, you know. Well no did you have any formal training in this? Formal training in in orographs, spirit art, the painting, the soul graphs. No, or is this I the no, spirit I world? No, I hadn't done no. Um, the first time I ever even knew, um, that you know, you could do anything like that was at least five or six years into sitting in circles, and then somebody was like doing this workshop, um, on I think it was psychic art. Um, where it involved doing um encaustic art, which is where you use waxes and things like that. Um. So yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't do. Well, I I haven't heard of that. So what happens with the wax? You do you get so, a reading off that? You do. Yes. So you there's like this. You can buy it in a craft store. It's called encaustic art. I think I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. So, um, there's like this wee mini iron. Mm-hmm. And there's these like little um they're like little crayons, wax crayons. They look like like little square crayons and you just pick colours intuitively, put them on to now I'm sure that it's not it's not developed or designed for psychic stuff, but it's been incorporated obviously as a mm-hmm. form of, of ways to, to do these readings. Um and you'll pick the colours intuitively and put them on these wee iron, you know, till it melts and then you'll like basically use the iron to run it along um run it along um like a wee postcard size piece of card and then you will um then start to maybe um objectively see like images you know jumping out at you or you know uh, it's it's a good way of getting inside as well you know it's just another way you can read anything really you can read shoelaces and all (laughs) wow i did not know um so it sounds like you have a lot of things going on like you can do a lot of things was the um spirit art is that so is that spirit coming in and using you to do the paintings or how does that work I guess I you know I didn't do any access and go with any training with it it was just um um it was actually my circle leader at the time that said you know why don't you sit and you know offer this birth um about allowing them to influence your mind and I was like oh yeah it's a great idea you know (laughs) so um yeah that's really interesting yeah I don't know much about spread art or anything so um it's really I'm enjoying listening to this and then you just you briefly mentioned sitting on the par so do you want to tell us what that means to you (laughs) sitting on the par yeah that's a really hard question to answer (laughs) You know, I um, think it's hard because it means something so different to everyone. To everyone, absolutely, it does. Yeah, um, sitting in the par is completely different to meditation. Um, sitting in the par is is an almost like an intentional meditation. You know, or mm-hmm. you're sitting. Um, meditation is designed to still your mind. You know, it's 
the the quieting the the chatterbox to you know um reduce your anxiety and your stress and relaxation and you know there's lots of different meditations out there but sitting in the car is completely different um whereas you're like building a connection with what is divine to you do you know you're you're sitting there with the the intention to connect with and manifest your own spirit and mm. you know so that the spirit world can connect with you wow that's very but you're absolute but it's absolutely right um absolutely right it's different for everyone you know and and it is for that which is divine within you do you know mm -hmm. that's the, the, that's the intent that's the intention um that you know if there you know if there is anything out there and i am capable of this and i do have a soul then you know let's meet so up <laughs> that is a way to unfold your mediumship would you say absolutely yeah it's a big part of the journey yeah whenever you go to into development you know as you can hear from what i was saying i was largely untrained you know right up until i started you know going to circle and stuff like that and you can see how fear can influence the mind and you know make you shut down your abilities mm -hmm. um going into development to unfold the first spirit that you're going to meet is going to be your own yeah you know the first birth you're going to meet is going to be your own and then you get to meet yourself in there and overcome any of the fears and anxieties around what this type of work might mean to you and how it would influence your mind and your life you know and overcome europeans and grief with the world you know so absolutely and whenever you are unfolding those things within yourself it's also teaching you you know you're also learning about you know creating the space within yourself that these possibilities and potentials happen within other people's lives as well so it heightens your ability to be able to be in tune with you know say for example somebody that has experienced the same things as you and then you have to learn within yourself as well how did you overcome those things uh, you know so it is literally a way to deepen your abilities you know by sitting in the power and unfolding you know doing all of that inner work it's a space where it's just you and you that you know there's no outside influence there's no kids running in and out your dogs aren't barking your partner's not constantly asking for dinner <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not your you know it's not your friends it's just you and you and you and spirit you know yeah. um and do you I know you talked about in circle you did that and is that something that's ongoing do you still sit in the power absolutely I do not as much as I would like I have to be honest yeah. um um I don't think that I don't think that development should ever end for a medium um I always think that they you know in any other spiritual tradition anywhere they always have a guru they always have a master you know, there's yogi masters that, that still look after their students even long after they have, you know, came away from, from their gurus, you know. Um, I think that it's so important to always um, to always seek within as well, you know, and also to have someone that you can go to if you need to. 
Absolutely. You know? um, and do you continue your studies with mediumship? I do indeed, yeah, absolutely. You do? I do, yeah. Very good. Well, you have a lot to offer. You have so much to offer people. And I'm sure someone listening to this would like to find out more information about you. And so where could they find you or find information about you? Um, you will be able to find just find me on Facebook. Okay. And what's your name on Facebook? Shelley Burke. Shelley Burke. Okay. So I'll put that in the show notes. So anybody can go and learn more about you or maybe book in for a reading because you are offering readings, right? Yep. And are they in person or on Zoom? Uh, both. Both. And are you currently doing any demonstrations? Not at the moment. But you have done in the past, right? Yeah. And okay. I, as a, as a rule of thumb for myself, you know, like you were saying, I don't really read for people that I, I would know personally. Okay. You know? Um, it don't get me wrong. There has been times whenever it's been in desperate need, you know, where I have tapped in. Like, um, for example, my partner once he was going through. Um, even though we're very close, I'm not joking, yeah, I'm not even joking, right? <laughs> um, we were going through. Um, like obviously just normal, you know, um, day to day things, and he was in the middle of changing careers. Um, and he had two interviews um booked in for you know jobs and mm-hmm. so the first one he didn't get to because the letter came the day after the the interview date the second mm-hmm. one they they said no it was like no we don't need you now so we were like left stranded because his contract was coming to an end and I I was like right I'm going to see what's going on here and I went into myself completely removed everything and I was like what is going on <laughs> And all all I got was wait three months, they'll get back to him. And so I said, now this is a company that didn't want him. And they were like, no, they were sure about that. And so I said to him, like, in my heart, I feel that they're going to go back to you in three months' time. And I was like, right, okay. And they did. Three months. <laughs> in exactly. three months. Exactly. Wow. You know, so I, but I don't do like I said, I don't do readings for people that I know. It's just like in, you know, <laughs> dash if it comes, Yeah, if it comes <laughs> up. So yeah. I'll tell the listeners if you don't know, if you well, don't know Shelly, <laughs> you're happy enough. <laughs> you know. Well, I uh, want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to your story. You're, you know, you're, you're have your hand in many pots, which is really good. The spirit Absolutely. world are certainly using you. <laughs> oh, indeed. It's been thank you so welcome. much yeah you're very welcome right. thank you for having me you're welcome